0: Welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast. Kia ora My name is Kieran Headley. I'm your host and today we're going to be talking with a published scientist, Tobias Johnson. Uh, His research focuses on how to overcome self-defeating behavior and he really portrays and um, underlays the neuroscience of this stuff beautifully in a way that's very digestible. It's not too complicated, um, which I find is quite rare in terms of the intricacy that often scientists can go into and he's able to really bring it down into um, dumbed down isn't the correct way because it's not even dumbed down. It's just relayed in a very uh, Englishy, non, not too sciencey way, which really helps us to understand the frameworks and information behind it. So um, this podcast is all about mental health and I share a lot about my experiences of moving from anxiety, diagnosed depression, panic attacks to a place where I don't experience those and the tools and practices that I use with my clients who have successfully done the same which is over 50 so With that being said, um, this episode is about self-esteem specifically under confidence and there's a lot of contradicting research that Toby actually talks about um, in the scientific community about self-esteem so we can get into that which is amazing and then we'll talk a little bit about how this relates to confidence and how how one can utilize these frameworks to improve their confidence. Now Toby is an online coach who helps people transform their health and their physique. Uh, He also studied neuroscience at the University of New South Wales and graduated with first-class honors so um, you can tell this stuff is going to be absolutely fantastic Um, i honestly learned a lot from this episode Um, so i'm really excited for you guys to delve into it yourselves and um yeah get as much away as you can Um, this is one of those um episodes along with his other two honestly uh which are worthy of real really taking notes um and getting as much out of it as you can so with that being said enjoy the episode So, guys, you've been waiting for it, and it is here, self-esteem. I actually messaged Toby, um, giving him a couple of ideas around things that I wanted to speak to him about. Because not only is he, is he incredibly scientific minded, but he's, as I mentioned in the first episode I did with him at the very start, he's very practical. He's very real world oriented in terms of the way he's able to take the theory and make it practical and digestible as well. And, you know, these, this is quite rare in my opinion from my experience from listening to a lot of scientists is like the um, the charisma that comes that, um, in one's ability to articulate the stuff in a digestible way is actually quite rare from my experience. Um, so it's, it's quite cool. Like to a Western audience, I mean, someone that's not super scientific science here, right so yeah like and you know i'm I'm saying this to a compliment you and hopefully make you drip blush but also b i, I want to you know <laughs> you boost you up so people are like oh i better listen to toby you know it's, it's yeah it's, it's two way two one um now um i messaged him and i said to him um hey can we do confidence and then toby you said to me oh do you mean self-esteem or do you mean um what was the other side of confidence
1: uh self-efficacy which is the belief that you yes. can do whatever right. to ask you are um, uh, thinking about.
0: Yes, yes, so um, I, I, then, then I'm like, that's such a good point because there are definitely aspects to it. So I wanted to really focus on self-esteem because it's the word that people often use um, when they say, um, I wanna improve my self-esteem. Um, so that's why I wanted to bring it to that just simply because of the popularity around the word. Um, but of course, they probably don't even mean that specifically, but I just wanna to speak to it and see what you think about that word, what you think it means. And um, yeah, and then we can go from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, there was a big craze around self-esteem, especially to do in, in academic settings, to do with school kids, because there was a lot of correlational data showing that children with high self-esteem do so much better. They get better grades. They participate in sports more. They do better at, at everything pretty much. And so it looks like the magic bullet know if you want to do well in life best improve your self-esteem but then it was it was shown that improving self-esteem doesn't cause you to do better Um, the relationship actually runs the other way that doing well in life improves your Mm, um. self-esteem but just just thinking you are great when you haven't actually earned it doesn't have any relationship uh in, in terms of actually causing you to do better in life
0: like mirror talk right like
1: i am the best i am the man <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh, but but i i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure I, I saw one paper looking at this this sort of affirmation type stuff yes yes there are there are some benefits of it here and there
0: i think yeah, but it's got to be believable right it can't just be like hype talkal
1: yeah but maybe that's mm. it and, and maybe it's just um through different mechanisms than just making you believe yourself you're you're better Mm. than you are um you know maybe it's it's through you know if you if you say something in the mirror every day you just get a little boost of positive emotion and that helps Mm -hmm. you be better in life true Um, yeah not sure not sure
0: yeah no i've got no idea um all i know is like from my experience when because i used to be caught up in that space where i'm like i was trying to affirm gratitude by practicing it right and i was trying to affirm self-love by saying it often um and you know by just being open to, and yeah, there was definitely benefits to it and it got me open-minded about it um but what i did find was it was more practical when um it was more aligned with my current beliefs so for example if i didn't believe like um, i'm i do not i think i'm a piece of shit, right let's just say that was my thought process which it was um me trying to say man, I'm freaking awesome. I love myself so much. I didn't connect. It didn't click. And it was only when it shifted to, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm, I, I, I think I can get better, you know, like, you know, it was more aligned with it. And it was sort of made me feel a little bit more positive about my direction. Um, you know, and it was sort of affirming that thing that was going to serve me. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. And it makes sense uh, neuroanatomically too. Like if you look at right. how your brain is set up, the areas that process meaning of words are completely separate to the areas that just produce speech. You know, you wow. can say words. So you can get a lesion in an area that means you can't say words anymore. Yes. You can still process the meaning of words perfectly wow. fine. Um, so they're completely yeah. separable. And so it makes sense that they would be separable in an activity like that, where you don't have any relation. You don't really believe the words you're saying. They're just, you're just making small mouth noises, basically, in front of the mirror. <laughs> yes, yes. And it doesn't have any psychological um, therapeutic effect at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's that's such a good point. Um, yeah, I feel like that really aligns with um, what we're discussing here then. So, which is obviously more toward self-esteem and how you're referring to the way that deserving the self-esteem is actually going to be much more effective so how does one then go and build that how does one then go and structure the life in such a way where they can um actually start to bring in self-esteem rather than it's something that they're trying to produce from nothing
1: yeah i mean we were talking about the difference between the, the science world and the business world before yes one little quip that i heard from the business world it doesn't come from the science at all but i thought it was so true it was from ed milet who said that all confidence is the way to best way to build confidence is to make a promise to yourself and then keep it Mm. i think that's so true you you can't build it through these dinky little um you know psychological tools where you say something in the mirror or you believe something that you think in a different way for that day I'm not sure that's the best way to build it. Like maybe you can mm. you can make some progress that way, but yeah, I think true. the best way is through action. You just have to act, um, and doing all of the the implementing all of the strategies that we were talking about around self discipline will help you get there for sure. Um, and something I think is is very important that's like tangential to this topic is how you are relating to other people because confidence some people just say it and and they're referring to this innate you know deep feeling of that they are uh enough or they are worthy in some way but it can also be it can also refer to how frequently you are comparing yourself to others and matching yourself up and what you perceive as this hierarchy Mm. Uh, if you are continually like looking at people who are better than you on instagram and you're um you're just looking at all the ways in which your life just doesn't match up to other people's then i think that's that's going to undermine your your confidence in an important way yeah yes
0: yes yeah um i definitely relate to that point like it's something that i've heard him say as well is that make a promise and keep it um and yeah i i I must say that from my experience it's something that has probably served me more in terms of self-esteem than just the white-knuckle discipline that we referred to in the last couple of episodes um, in terms of the way that I've started to feel about myself. Because even though there was some discipline required, which is more, as you mentioned, proactive discipline in order to actually build, like, because then that would actually help me to be more consistent with my promises rather than it being like, I'll be really good one day and then I'll be a bit tired the next day and I'll fall off. Um, and then I feel like in a way that discipline really, um, the discipline we talked about anyway is really correlated to self-esteem because then I'm able to keep those promises to myself and therefore improve uh, my subjective um, uh, yeah, way I, why, why I perceive myself, I suppose, and therefore my well-being.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I, if you think about it, it really is a discipline problem because the opposite of discipline is not keeping promises to yourself true making it so that you are not choosing what you want most you're choosing what you want now or what's easiest rather than what you truly want most um and the promises that you make to yourself are going to be what you want most uh so i mean you're you're not going to make a promise to yourself to stuff yourself with maltesers when you get home (laughs) from work or something like that That it just wouldn't make sense yeah um so so yeah it is a discipline problem so improving your discipline uh particularly with emphasis on the proactive self-control which has is more effective um and you can you have more control over it i think that is that is the solution yeah
0: yeah like because when i think about the 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 concept of self-esteem it's sort of like okay well how do i feel about myself and i guess yeah more like you're right i guess that i can't really think of a way it can be structural but this is more sort of like abstract the idea where it's um, if I feel more in control of my life because of this discipline, um, it's only natural that I'll probably feel better about my life. Whereas when I don't feel in control of my life, I naturally, I can imagine as a consequence, not feel good about my life. And we can, I guess, relate to that, to self-esteem, would you say? In a way? Yeah, yeah, um,
1: totally, totally. So I do think there's a, a huge, huge truth to the, or lots of truth to this idea that it's, dis, uh, sorry, confidence is about making promise to yourself, yourself, and then keeping it. But at the same time, there are people who are very successful materially. They are very effective self-regulators. They can achieve their goals like nothing else. Massive overachievers. Yes. But they're riddled with these problems of insecurity, self-doubt, and internally they're a mess. And like you can't really talk about the, these people without mentioning social media because
0: that's so true. The
1: upward self the upward social comparison that comes with social media is just taking people down a notch in terms of their, the standing that they perceive themselves to have. Like, whereas we used, we used to be, you know, in our evolutionary history in bands of 200 people, we now have access to billions of people and the, massive variance and genetic uh talent that that comes with and so and luck and you're just comparing yourself to people who are obscenely lucky and obscenely um genetically talented and Um, that's why i think the, the upward social comparison is a huge problem in in today's um world and like massively and could you almost relate that
0: that. as well to what you mentioned in the first episode that we did together which was um around values and being aligned with them and even though one can have extreme discipline but be unaligned therefore then maybe not
1: feel so good about where they're at do you mean like people people can have oh yeah yeah So, so you're saying that there are two different ways where so when one is
0: disciplined from a foundation of um, where they're actually aligned with, they've got their values and they're aligned with them and they're disciplined in that direction. Um, I, could Im- I could imagine, this is just me hypothesizing that they're naturally going to feel probably a higher level of self-esteem, less insecure than one that is maybe operating out of just a place of I just have to, and then they're just doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that's true, 100%. But at the same time, even if your discipline disciplined in order your actions are values aligned looking at people who are doing better than you and at least making yeah that totally. comparison conceptualizing this ladder that you're on is is gonna still produce feelings of insecurity even though yeah, that's so true it's on it's on this ladder that, that, that you value um, so, what are steps that people can start
0: to. to take to start to step back from that? Then, like, obviously, there's an example that you used earlier, which is delete Instagram. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. totally. Like, so, are there frameworks that people can start using?
1: Do you think? Well, yeah, okay. So, so, I I have quite strong opinions of this because I think this whole social comparison thing is actually deeply unethical. So it's bad yeah. for yourself, right? Like upward social comparison, looking at people better than you. It it, it produces anxiety. It's been shown to do that yeah. um, and feelings of insecurity. Um, but people seem to think that when it's in the reverse direction, downward social comparison, that it's okay or, or even it's desired. I, I was watching this video the other day where some guy was talking about how he felt insecure about his body and then it was like a, a search video and the guy after him was going, it's okay, man. 98% of the men in the gym have average physiques anyway, mm. so you should feel good. And all the comments were like, yeah, that's so true and all this sort of stuff. But think about how toxic that is. Like what a yeah. toxic way of relating to the world. That's so true. If, if your happiness and your well-being is conditional on other people not being well-off. Yeah, that's so true in order to maintain your happiness you're going to have to you will you will basically shaft them whatever way you can even if it's unconscious yeah. you want them to do poorly essentially because you you need that to be happy uh and i so think it's just incredibly toxic sort of like <laughs> the four minute, four minute a mile
0: that. concept right like um it was like it was only because people found out that someone broke the four minute mile and yeah they might have been better than them at the time but they were able to use that as a limiting belief sh- like breaker so that they could then go and then i think it was the following six months or something like that there were multiple people who broke it but yeah, it was literally yeah, yeah. years i think like i think it was more than a few a couple of decades between when like the record was broken which was just above the four minute mile and then they're like there's no way that anyone can do it And then someone did it and they broke through that like sort of limitation and then within six months multiple people did it um in a way that comparison can be healthy right there's a healthy side to it
1: yeah 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 very true and you can point to all these possible benefits of social comparison uh, but i think ultimately it is unethical because if you are if you're conceptualizing of life and our relationship to other human beings as some kind of ladder that we're on, everyone's on yeah, a true. rung and it's ordered, then yeah, you're going to be happy if you can climb up a rung. If you can like get to the next rung, you're going to be like, Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But if someone else who's above you, like a friend, for example, drops down a rung beneath you, you'll also be happy because you've moved up yeah. a rung. And I true. think that's kind of a, it's kind of a toxic way of relating to the world where everything is this power struggle, everything's this hierarchy and you're relating to other human beings in a way that, um, in a way that it it is just some kind of rat race or competition. Um, Yeah. So I suppose it's
0: more like self-esteem basis on external rather than self-esteem basis on internal. So like what am I doing for me? um, That's aligned with me rather than what am I doing and compared to this person or, this group
1: yeah yeah um, exactly exactly um and uh, sorry to answer your question because you asked me you asked me how you can actually yeah frameworks um, yeah what frameworks you can use to reduce social comparison um i think there's this really interesting paper I, I found it fascinating by douglas gerber in 2019 and all they did was they had three groups one of them was Downward social comparison. Um, so they were, they were told, walk around this building for twelve minute, minutes. Look at the people you see and think thoughts that relate to how you're better than them in some way. You have, <laughs> <laughs> or just like how your life is is um, easier than them in some way. Mm. That's what they were told to do. And the the next group was just a control condition where they got people to just walk around the building for 12 minutes and just look at people, look at their shoes, look at their clothing, whatever, just the control group. Um, and then the third group was a loving-kindness condition, and, uh, or they call it metta in, in Pali, in Buddhism. Um, and those people in loving-kindness condition, they were told, walk around the building for 12 minutes, and for every person you see, just wish them to be happy, wish them well yeah i love this yeah and they compared the results of the loving kindness versus the downward social comparison um and the loving kindness just smoked the downward social comparison it was a way better way of relating to the world it reduced anxiety it improved empathy it increased Mm -hmm. feelings of of care and connectedness and there was a a trend for uh overall happiness being better in the loving kindness Mm -hmm. condition it wasn't significant but like come on this was like 12 minutes walking around uh, it's not yeah. that long uh, you wouldn't expect yeah. like to be like a buddha afterwards that's right but ima- That's right. imagine like this is a free technique you don't have to yeah. pay anything you don't have to even expend any energy it's just like shifting your attention in a different way to wish other people happiness imagine if mm. that was your default way of being you would just that's be so, true. so much happier and removed from this really unethical hierarchy style thinking where you're comparing yourself in this ladder to other people
0: yes yes but also imagine if that was compounded multiple times over so obviously i can imagine someone that doesn't f- experience gratitude in their life like i never used to right? like you know i was depressed at the time um i struggled to connect with gratitude so i'll do a gratitude journal right and i'll write things down thinking i should feel grateful and i did this for about a year and a half didn't, didn't really connect. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't realize that there was actually a possibility to, to build that within myself. And it helped. It definitely helped. Um, I must admit, because I spent time doing it, right? So I was practic- practicing that. But I think the thing that really served me, um, to your point, was actually when I started to um, be a little bit more encompassing of my surroundings. So it was sort of like, um, I'm wishing others well. It was sort of like from an intention basis, not in terms of what I'm going to get back from it. Um, and then also the um, the concept of even connecting with my surroundings not just people right like you know with the animals around me with it, with like with nature and it sounds a bit woo-woo in a way but you know that's what really helped me to feel that yeah. i'm like oh wow like far wow, that waterfall is gorgeous you know it actually would connect yeah. with it rather than yeah, it being yeah, about yeah. this thing where i had to like try just you know think um oh man good thing i'm better than this person or good thing i'm leaner than that person you know, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. like i was
1: uh... <laughs> yeah it's yeah, so toxic yeah. i just can't yeah. believe people think that's like a a thing to aim for, you know, yeah, look at totally how well you're doing better off uh, compared yeah. to other people. That's, that's advice that's given. And it's like, true. like, even if that was true, look, even if that was equivalent to the loving kindness way of relating to the world, where you're wishing other people to be happy, even if it was the same, it had the same benefits. I still think it's, it shouldn't be done because it's unethical, yeah. but it doesn't have the same benefits. It, it yeah, has less. It makes you feel worse than loving kindness does. So it's just a win win. The loving kindness. And, and it's, again, like you like you said, these things sound kind of woo-woo to walk around and be like, I wish you happiness. But, <laughs> but you know, it works, man. It's, it's a yeah, nice, man. it's a really cool way of relating to the world. Mm. There's yeah. quite a lot
0: of studies done around specifically loving, loving kindness, correct? Like I've seen that, that there's been a lot of like um, compassion-based... Um, work um, and it's interesting because yeah. I was looking, for example, at different types of meditation that were that were done, and a lot of them seem to be loving kindness meditations, mm. um, which is just a the way they sort of like word it in a way, um, and that can be encompassing of yeah, like you said, an, uh, like out, outward gratitude um, and appreciation in a way, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, compassion is really booming. There's you know compassion focused therapy and mm. passion mind training that are that are really growing and. Um, the traditional meta uh, meditations, which are loving, that's what loving kindness means. Right. Uh, in Pali is the word for it. I mean, and yeah, I think it's a really cool, cool area of research because it, it does sound so woo-woo, it would yeah, it are put, does out, like... put <laughs> off so many people with this yeah. Western analytical mind, but you know what? Some of the, a lot of the stuff that's coming out of, of modern day psychology and neuroscience. It's, it's, they are these woo woo mystical concepts yeah that no no scientist or like rational type thinker in the 90s would think true would have thought that would work but they're just science seems to be confirming all these beliefs that come out of buddhism and all these wacky kind of um, hippie style ways yeah. of relating to the world and i think it's important to know like that we're we're kind of cut off to that more spiritual way of viewing the world in the West. Um, but it is an important and, um, productive and I guess life affirming way of viewing the world. You know, it it puts you more in contact with life rather than less, you know, even though most, most like rational atheist types would view it as, as distancing you from the truth. It's not, it's closer to the truth.
0: True. I, I suppose if you look at subjective well-being as like a um as an overarching um measurement on in different places um, I, I like just from my observation I don't know how much science is here. This is just my observation through travel. Um, subjective well-being seems to generally be a little bit higher um in um communities that um from my experience. Again, this is just me personally speaking from the way I will observe people where there's a little bit less of the comparison mentality and a little bit more of the gratitude mentality. For example, prayer in Hinduism, about 98%, I believe, of it is based on gratitude. So it's based on thanking your God for something. Whereas, for example... yeah, Yeah, yeah. Whereas, for example, like, you know, I, I grew up Christian. I'm not Christian yeah. at the moment, but, um, you know, that, that was something that I really circulated my life around. Um, the reason why I just say no at the moment, just because it was something that um, I didn't want to... Um, be in a specific structure or organized religion. Right? I stepped away from that and just pursued. Um, what do What can I find? What can I understand on my own without being told? Um, and what's been fascinating is as I reflect in hindsight now, a lot of that was actually based on um, please God, right? So that isn't to like um, obviously put put that down in any way. I think it's Christianity is brilliant, um, but it was just really interesting to see in terms of like um, subjective well being overall. Um, being different right seeing where cultures were a little bit more based on thankfulness and appreciation and to see how that that can sort of showcase for example why Balinese people can be so sweet and kind um when you well, obviously as long as you're not like imposing on them as a tourist um then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. then obviously you get that yeah. side to them you know
1: yeah that, that's so interesting i mean i also i guess i i don't know it kind of speaks to the fact that with the death of religion the rise of science kind of glorified the individual in a way that even in religion now like christianity which is i guess been infected the most by the progress of science i would say it's had the biggest effect on christianity Mm. uh you get christians and they're they're telling god what to do which i i'm not sure that was the original intention of that's so true actually think of the Mm. hubris of that is knowing what god should do um better than he does Uh, yeah (laughs) that's so true actually that's so true oh
0: yeah yeah Yeah. but But, i suppose it's that type that side of it that i think i i wanted to step away from which is yeah definitely a big part
1: Mm. yeah but to your point about people being happier like noticing that people who are with gratitude and more spiritual type of um, relation to the world are happier um, i I think there's good evidence for that, that that people who are more religious more spiritual tend to be uh, happier than mm. people who are just devoid of all <laughs> spirituality <laughs> and like deeper purpose and yeah. meaning in life like, dude i was thinking the other day it is crazy how today if you saw someone walking up to a tree and thanking it and just like being with it <laughs> you're <"Yeah>, an absolute nut <laughs> that's a that's a symptom of a of a of a problem in our society rather than a A feature in our society that's so
0: true yeah Yeah, like i suppose you wouldn't see that as much of it like for example when i was in um when i did live in bali or when i've been to other places that are a little bit more eastern minded um such as thailand um in terms of i'm talking referring to wisdom and mentality i could just go and sit somewhere under a tree or something and start meditating and I wouldn't like, I wouldn't experience the look of judgment the way I would yeah, in yeah, New Zealand, yeah, yeah. you know, when, I, when yeah. I'm back in New Zealand and <laughs> I just feel like, oh, I just feel like meditating. I'm just going to go sit under a tree. People will be wondering what the frick I'm on. They'll think I'm probably on mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> and, you know I mean? and they'll think yeah, I've lost it so, or yeah. a drunk or something, you know, so it's, it's so funny seeing that. But I suppose it's just based on what's norm um, in terms of wh- where you grew up and what you experience and culture wise
1: yeah but it is strange how that's that's become the norm i mean and and the the opposite is true of what's the norm we're like we have like so much respect for those business owners who are ravaging their internal mental life and sometimes the world around them too for material gain and that's so true mostly just money you you would look at a guy who's a millionaire rocks up in a bugatti you know, like Andrew Tate, <laughs> so many yeah. young guys just love yeah. Andrew Tate these days, yeah, because yeah. he's fin maxing and just focused on money and, and espousing those Western values. But they would look at that guy meditating or, or in communion, holy communion with with a tree, and think he's a nutter, but yeah, true. I, I don't know, man. I think we should have way more respect for the guy who can access those like deep, fulfilled states of consciousness mm. and respect for life without any material um wealth at all
0: Hmm, that's so true because i mean isn't that what a lot of them are just seeking anyway through that material wealth like totally right yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's like yeah i'm trying to get that but i'm getting it through a different way yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. no awesome man this this has been
0: yeah i agree man the craziest times yeah totally um yeah like um i think that people should go check out toby's instagram by the way i would have said that in the conclusion just yeah it'll be in the conclusion of every single Thank episode you, yeah. anyway um but specifically this um one of his um pin posts which is how to feel like shit and die early i love this one a beginner's <laughs> guide <laughs> it's,
1: it's so good You're, Spread pretty good information there yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Mate, i just love your keyboard warrior like face like <laughs> it's so good but um, yeah, he's got some uh, great points yeah. here. Um, uh-huh. like it's a great little summary of a lot of what we have touched on anyway. Um, yeah, and like him, mean, he's got some amazing content on there. And I'm, going, I'm, I'm actually currently in the midst of encouraging Toby to be a little bit more consistent with social media because his, his stuff is absolutely incredible. Incredible. If you go through it, all the stuff's like quality stuff. The problem is he doesn't post much. So (laughs) it's good to get on top of that. I hate Uh, the apps. I hate the apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like to your point, I guess is what we've touched on is like, how can I, um, how can I be like? Because I'm struggling with this actually, to be honest, is how can I be consistent with this? without it being something that as you mentioned is something that I need to be, um, uh, in reactive state of self-control constantly in order to not actually fall victim to, um, you know, the social comparisons that come with social media use, um, you know, as, as the organic part of it, because that's just a natural part of it. It's there, It's all the time. It's in your face. Mm. Um, if I'm on it, so totally, man, like, um, like, like, how can I bring that balance? Because it's such an addictive substance. Um, it really is. It's an addictive thing where, like, my dopamine circuits are are constantly shutting off when I try to put it down, and then you know they're amping up to me. To, um, I don't know if you've um, heard uh, Dr. Ann Limke. Uh, how she talks about sort of the pain pleasure circuits and like how like when I want to put my phone down, the dopamine system starts to suppress activity. (laughs) And then it it increases in order for me to just go back to it so that I can get the dopamine stimulus once again. So it's like it's this crazy pain pleasure circuit that's circulated around this one thing. And it's so fascinating, like understanding that. And um, like, obviously there's an aspect to it that I will never get 100% control over. But at the same time, there is a part of it that I can. So like, how can I use that? to my advantage to still do this thing without getting overrun by it it's, i don't know i'm
1: yeah still figuring this yeah. out man yeah 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 100 100 I, I, a lot of people struggle with phone addiction there's actually a word for it now they call it nomophobia which is this wow. aversion to having your phone uh taken off your um wow you, on, on your phone yeah 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 so, so that's that's something to look out for in our society um, yeah. as, as well as the the thousand other things that we were just talking about. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, this has been a great chat, man.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I know, like, um, guys, um, we have gone over time for every single episode, but um, obviously, there's so much juice here. Um, so I've I just really want to
1: thank. Uh, no, no, it's
0: no, <laughs> not your fault, mate. I keep asking the questions. Um, but yeah, um, like, um, I'll do a proper conclusion for you after this. But yeah, like, I just want to also say while we're on air like this, um, how, um, brilliant. Uh, this has been how much i've learned honestly like this has been being me genuinely learning from you and then just sort of an, in a conversational way reflecting from that and then sharing thoughts so this has been an incredibly insightful thing and i really hope that people have gotten a lot from this so yeah thank you for this brother
1: cool thank yeah. you man yeah i've had fun love with what you're doing with the podcast admire Thanks, your um, ability to set this all up and i like your your you know you, you ran through your values earlier and i respect that too like uh, Thanks, i always appreciate when i can see that the value in someone else's mission and yeah i like the whole idea of ha- offering an alternative to traditional forms of psychotherapy i think that's that's a, a, yeah. a beneficial thing in our society for sure yeah so mm. yeah great well on, we'll man. talk again i'm sure <laughs> Well, guys, thanks again. Um, that was the last
0: episode that we had with Toby this time around. Um, he's definitely someone I'd love to interview again on many other things, um, but definitely go and follow him on Instagram, Tobias Johnson underscore. The link for that is in the uh, description slash show notes below, which I'd highly recommend going to so you can follow him. Um, he, I hope he will start um, posting more. I was trying to encourage him near the end there. And um, yeah, because he honestly really... Um, I really, well, it would really help a lot of people. His information and his content is so great. Um, and it's just super digestible by someone that's not even that sciencey, um, in my opinion, from my perspective, because, you know, I, I guess I'm quite sciencey myself in a way. Um, but honestly, his stuff is incredibly valuable. And w- even if you're not a fitness person, uh, is very relatable to day-to-day life stuff. So with that being said, um, this can grow uh, mostly with your guys' uh, help. Which means that if you were to, you know, tell someone or even just share it uh, on your social media, this allows us to reach more people and help more lives. Uh, So, you know, you could be a big part in us doing that. Um, So that would be incredibly appreciated if that is a possibility on your end. Now, a nice short and sharp way you can help us is just simply by liking this or giving the show a follow, a little subscribey, or a nice rating or review. Um, One of those, even if you just do one per episode of those, that helps us so much. So that would be really appreciated. So with that being said, you can follow us on Instagram, find us on YouTube, right? All that stuff will be in the show notes as well uh, if you're not on either of those at the moment. With that being said, I love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Ciao.